Chapter 16, The Story of Cole Younger by Himself. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. A Clash with Apaches. In May 1864, Colonel George S. Jackson and a force of about 300, myself among the number, were sent across the state plains into Colorado to intercept some wagon trains and to cut the transcontinental telegraph line from Leavenworth to San Francisco. We cut the line and found the trains, but empty and on our return were met at the Rio Grande by orders to detail a party to cross the continent on a secret mission for the Confederate States. Two vessels of the Alabama type built in British waters were to be delivered at Victoria, B.C., and a Secret Service officer named Kennedy, who was entrusted with the papers, was given an escort of twenty men, including myself, Captain Jarrett, and other veteran scouts. While on this expedition we had a brief tilt with Comanches, but in the country which General Crook afterwards fought over inch by inch, we had a real Indian fight with Apache Mojaves, which lasted through two days and the night between practically without cessation. We had a considerable advantage in weapons, but the Reds were pestiferous in spite of that, and they kept us busy for fully 36 hours, plugging them at every opportunity. How many Indians we killed, I do not know, as we had no time or curiosity to stop and count them. They wounded some of our horses, and we had to abandon one wagon, but we did not lose a man. From El Paso, we went down through Chihuahua and Sonora to Guayamas, where the party split up, Captain Jarrett going up the mainland while Kennedy and I, with three men, took a boat to San Francisco, disguised as Mexican miners. We were not detected, and then traveled by stage to Puget Sound, sailing for Victoria, as nearly as I have since been able to locate it, about where Seattle is now. On our arrival at Victoria, however, we found that Lee had surrendered at Appomattox, and the war was at an end. For a long time, I was accused of the killing of several people at Centralia in September 1864. But I think my worst enemies now concede that it is impossible for me to have been there at that time. Another specter that rose to haunt my last days in prison, and long stood between my parole and final pardon, was the story of one John McMath, a corporal in an Indiana cavalry company in Pleasanton's command that I had maltreated him when he lay wounded on the battlefield close by the Big Blue, near my old home in Jackson County. McMass says this occurred October 23, 1863. It is true that I was in Missouri on that date, but McMass' regiment was not, nor Pleasanton's command, and the War Department records at Washington show that he was injured in a fight at the Big Blue October 23, 1864, full year later, much as he says I heard him. This was eleven months after I had left Missouri, and while I was fifteen hundred miles away, yet this hideous charge was brought to the attention of Chief Justice Stewart of Minnesota in 1896 by a Minneapolis newspaper. In his note to guerrillas, Major John N. Edwards wrote, Lee surrendered Appomattox, found Cole Younger at Los Angeles, trying the best he could to earn a livelihood and live at peace with all the world. The character of this man to many has been a curious study. But to those who knew him well, there is nothing about it of mystery or many-sidedness. An awful provocation drove him into the army. He was never a bloodthirsty or a merciless man. He was brave to recklessness, desperate to rashness, remarkable for his terrible prowess in battle, but he was never known to kill a prisoner. On the contrary, there are alive today, 1877, fully 200 federal soldiers who owe their lives to Cole Younger, a man whose father had been cruelly murdered whose mother had been hounded to her death, whose family had been made to endure the torment of a ferocious prosecution, and whose kith and kin, even to remote degrees, were plundered and imprisoned. His brother James did not go into the war until 1864, 
and was a brave, dauntless, high-spirited boy who never killed a soldier in his life, save in fair and open battle. Cole was a fair-haired, amiable, generous man, devoted in his friendships and true to his word and to comradeship. In intrepidity, he was never surpassed. In battle, he never had those to go where he would not follow, eye where he would not gladly lead. On his body today are the scars of 36 wounds. He was a gorilla and a giant among a band of gorillas, but he was one among 500 who only killed in open and honorable battle. As great as had been his provocation, he never murdered. As brutal as had been the treatment of everyone near and dear to him, he refused always to take vengeance on those who were innocent of the wrongs and who had taken no part in the deeds which drove him, a boy, into the ranks of the guerrillas. But he fought as a soldier who fights for a cause, a creed, an idea, or for glory. He was a hero, and he was merciful. End of chapter 16